0: All right, all right, welcome to the Gary Means Business podcast. Oh, good old Gary. Good old yeah. Gary. Yeah, wonder what he's up to these days. I'll tell you what, yeah. It's a mean dude, So, but yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, capability and ability. And before anybody says, oh, my God, these guys are going to spend 30 minutes talking about words, I swear that this will be worth your time uh, because this is a really underrated concept uh, that we, we use a lot in GMB, but it's very important for understanding why you can't do things sometimes, why things are difficult. If you are plateaued, if you're stuck, if you're making slow progress and you're trying to figure out a way past that... Being able to distinguish between the ability you're trying to achieve and the capabilities that get you there and understand what to work on next is one of the most important things you can do to actually be effective and efficient in your training. So that's what we're doing today.
1: Yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, yeah, and just to reiterate what Andy said, like please listen, you know they're just words, but these words can help you to become better and no
0: matter what you're doing. so right. so. I think the best distillation of this concept really comes from uh, the illustrious MF CEO, probably also Dr. Kenny Powers, who is a fictional character uh, from some TV show that is probably long since canceled. But uh, he basically said, you know, I play real sports. I'm not trying to be the best at working out. And I think that that sums up a lot of what we're about at GMB.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. And, you know, we said it before many, many times. We're not about trying to work out more we're trying to focus on just doing what you're doing so you can focus on the other stuff in your life and uh we don't play sports but yeah if we did we'd be awesome at Adam
0: we would we would of course <laughs> so yeah it kind of sounds funny to to say that you know to make the distinction between sport and working out even when none of us actually play sports but we do come from uh kind of activity-specific backgrounds. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But in in short, basically the distinction is that in most fitness training, working out is aimed at increasing your capability, the raw material you need to be able to do stuff. But in sport or in activities or you know in things that you do in your job or whatever, you need actual abilities. You need to be able to do things. So That's the difference between a lot of training that we do and being able to apply them in real circumstances, which a lot of times people are frustrated when they can't. So just to make a quick definition here, we're going to define ability. And just so anyone knows, any pedants out there, I did not uh, consult uh, Webster on this. This is our (laughs) definition. And if you don't (laughs) like it, you can suck it. Um, Oh, yeah. We're going to define ability as... Uh, Or capability as the attributes you need to be able to do a thing, right? Physical capabilities, mental capabilities, these attributes like strength, flexibility, reaction Mm -hmm. time, motor control. Ability is being able to do the actual thing on purpose, repeatedly, and safely. Mm. That's ability. So ability is – it requires the capability, but it's kind of plus something on top of that. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to sort of dive into things. So maybe quick examples Sure. capability ability.
1: Absolutely. Uh, One example, um, if we're looking at activities, uh, let's look at something like swimming. So you might be able to swim. You might actually be a really good swimmer. But it doesn't mean that you're going to immediately have the ability to go surfing. So it's – It's a little bit different in that aspect. Yeah. Um, Swimming in the ocean is also something you might be able to do. But does it translate over and help you to have the ability to surfing? It helps. That's a capability. But it doesn't necessarily mean you can do that. Another example could be um, you're really good at doing pull-ups. You have some great pulling strength. Doesn't mean that you're going to be able to go rock climbing and scale a particular mountain right away. So there's a difference between having just that strength and having it carry over to what you want to do. So that's uh, just some quick examples of uh, capability versus the ability to do something. And right. remember, and I went wa- back. Up. Yeah. yeah, just to, to go forward with that again, it's that you might be able to do it once. But the ability means to be able to do it on purpose and repeat that. And so that's a big
0: thing as well to always look at when you're looking at capability versus ability. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a billion things that we could, you know, try to illustrate this. Like even just writing words, right? The ability to, you know, hold a pencil and to move it and to have the finger dexterity that you develop over many, many thousands of times writing letters when you're a kid, right? Versus being able to write a cogent sentence, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, granted, that's also a skill that requires different kinds of thoughts and, cap- and uh, you know, cognitive things too, but being able to hold a pencil and move it versus being able to write a strong line, even or a, yeah. a, a neat letter, um, is very different things. Uh, playing a guitar, right? Yeah. Ryan, yeah, you just yeah. bought an electric guitar, man. Yeah, acoustic, but hey, still, same
1: oh, thing, acoustic. right? Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, same thing. You know, it's like just because uh, you can move your fingers, just because you can hold something, doesn't mean that right. you're going to have the ability to take that right away and strum a guitar, play the chords. And even going further with that, you might be able to play the notes. It doesn't mean you can play a song yet, because there's so much involved with that, you know, looking at rhythm, looking at being able to translate again and put that into um the ability to do something right great example
0: yeah yeah and to even make to to show that this goes the other way too ryan maybe how how long ago did you first start playing guitar yeah so i was in junior high so so in other words 573 years ago a little longer. Little yeah. longer. Yeah. Okay. So a long <laughs> ass time ago and you practiced a lot then and you got to the point where you could play a lot of different things. Now yep. fast forward yep. to now, say yep. twenty years later, right? And <laughs> yeah. you just bought a new guitar. <laughs> Yep, you know a lot of scales. You know chords. You know sort of the feel and rhythm and how to make things work together mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. Yet at the same time, you have not been actively playing, so your fingers lost their calluses. You've lost yep. a little of your endurance yep. and the cleanliness of your technique. So Absolutely. you have a lot of these. Things. It's not just, it's not just like skill
1: right. or knowledge right. that's right. lacking
0: because you have you have some skill in there. Right, You have knowledge, you understand what you're trying to do, but you're actually now lacking the capabilities to play yes. the way that you used to be able to.
1: Right, and so like what you're saying, exactly, it's back and forth, and so you need to look at where you currently are, what is your experience in this, and where are you starting again from? So to take this even further, we can look at the very beginning of GMB. When I was growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. did that, and I stopped when I was 18 years old. So from age 18 until 31, 32 years old, I had done none of that, and then – Jarlo sent me a pair of gymnastic rings. And so even though way back when I had the ability and the capability of doing gymnastics, I hadn't done it for so long that I kind of had to go back to the beginning of sorts, focus again on that capability to be able to use them so I could
0: build up my ability for particular skills. So just another example to throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah, right. And this is – it's great because a lot of people watch our tutorials on YouTube or read articles or even, you know, in our programs look at the the instructions of what they're supposed to be doing and they say, I watched the video but I can't do that.
1: And <laughs> yeah, I this watched happens it happens yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. there's, you know, a lot of like snarky replies we could give to that which hmm. since we are fully enlightened, we've outgrown all of those and we never <laughs> – we never rely on that sort of thing. But uh. – uh, this is actually the point where, okay, you can't do it, so well, your options are to quit or to try to do something about it, mm-hmm. and what we're trying to talk about today is how do you know what to do about it? So if yeah. you see something and you know basically what's involved in doing a handstand, for example, or a cartwheel, but you can't do it, what does can't mean? What is the mm-hmm. point, what is the thing that is making that can't, because... Yeah. There are a lot of things that go into, say, a handstand, right? There's, you know, everyone assumes, oh, it's just balance, which Mm -hmm. if you've ever tried it, you know that's not really all there is to it. But there is some strength component. There's some mobility, flexibility component. There's some physical control component. There is just being able to balance, but there's a lot of things that go into this. And there's also managing your mental state and, like, fear of Absolutely. falling yeah, and all of these things. Yeah. So yeah. if you watch this great, amazing, best handstand tutorial in the world that GMB has only produced for you, if you watch best this ever. thing and you try it and still find that you can't do a handstand, well, what is the part that you can't do? Mm-hmm. And that's key to being able to move forward. Right. Absolutely.
1: And, and that's, that's what we're about in GMB is assessing that situation. Why are you not able to do that? What is keeping you from being able to do that? Let's focus on improving the capability side of things so that you can start working
0: on that handstand or whatever skill it might be. Right. And you may find yourself where you do have all the capabilities you need, mm-hmm. yet you don't have the ability. And then really, right. it's just a matter of practice. Yep. Right? Yep. But you may find that you're lacking certain capabilities, and then in that case, all the practice in the world is not going to help you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're trying to do a handstand, and, you know, you like, so I have one shoulder that's way stiffer than the other from injuries and stuff. And if I'm trying to do a straight handstand, and I'm like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Mm -hmm. I just need to keep practicing until I get it without understanding that I need to kind of treat the way I'm using my shoulders differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Then I'm gonna not be able to practice efficiently.
1: Yeah, and this that's a great example. Another example I like to use is looking at the wrists. If you can't bend your wrist at a ninety degree angle in the very beginning, you can't hope to be you can't hope to be able to get upside down and comfortably perform that handstand. So What's something you can do then? You can go back and you can work on that wrist mobility as well as wrist strength. By doing that, it's going to help you to be able to start working on that handstand. It's not going to be as frustrating
0: uh, later down the road, as well as going to be safer for you to work on it that way. Right. And so I think a lot of this comes down to these kind of like uh, bastard step sibling worlds of fitness versus <laughs> sport when it comes to <laughs> yeah. training. And this is what that quote from from Kenny Powers really kind of alludes to, and I think it's interesting because um, you know it can seem like it's a sort of semantic shell game again, like you know fitness versus sport. What is mm. it? Um, and in CrossFit, they call it the sport of fitness, and oh yeah. well, fitness is a sport now. So how much you yeah. bench actually becomes the ability. The, like yeah. you're you're doing pull-ups for the sake of doing pull-ups, and. I want to be clear, this is not to bash CrossFit because I actually think CrossFit has done a shitload of good um, for the way people see fitness and understand things. But when you start seeing fitness as an end in itself, if the point of the workout is to get 10 pull-ups, well, then 10 pull-ups is all that matters. But I think the point of doing pull-ups is to get stronger. Yeah, absolutely, for something else, right? And so yeah. You, yeah. anyone anyone may completely disagree with us if you have different values than us, and that's absolutely fine, and I wish you the very, very best. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that old curse? Uh, may your may, may your every wish come true. Um, so <laughs> that's great, uh, but GMB, a lot of what we do is based on the, the fact that Ryan and Jarlo and I, we come from activity, sports-specific backgrounds, yeah. even though we're not actively in You know, doing sports right now, but we're all practicing martial arts. We're all doing different things that Mm -hmm. we enjoy. And that's why we got into fitness is to be able to build the capabilities we needed for those things so -hmm. we could do them better. So when we look at the way we train, it's always been about being stronger for something, having flexibility so you could do something, building the motor control to be able to perform a task, never just to get more pull-ups. Mm-hmm. That's right, and you know some people might
1: hear this and be like, "Well, you guys work out a lot." The thing is, is I do love to work out, but the reason that I love to work out is because I know that's going to be helping me for the other stuff that I really like doing, like my martial art, like my whether it be hiking or, or trekking or whatever like that. So that's why I'm so right. into working out. It's not
0: that I just want to do that all day long because I don't. I want yeah, to. I'll go on my, record yeah. right now. I I do not like working out. <laughs> and you know, um, but I do like what I'm able to do when thanks I am to working, working out. out, right. Exactly,
1: yeah. And that, and that's and that's totally fine. And, and I just wanted to be clear for those of you listening, like, we don't want you to feel bad if you like working out. Because, again, I love no. it. Andy doesn't like it. Okay? And that's totally fine. But the reason right. our in our game, though, is actually the same. And it's to be able to get better and stronger, have, you know, better flexibility and control for the other shit in our life that we want to be doing.
0: Absolutely. And I'll say, you know, I'm a special case. You know, I, I have uh, – I work in a fitness company. And my ideal day includes uh, reclining, reclining, and more reclining. (laughs) So that's a little weird, I know. But I do like the fact that because I do work out, I do practice, I do train, I do stretch out and all of these things, I can recline all day and not get stiff or sore. Right. I can feel good. I can, you know, and I'm not probably contributing to, like, general sloth and (laughs) bad health by doing so. So (laughs) – To me, I work out so I can recline all day and still be in decent health. (laughs) That's my purpose. Yes. Anyway, let's – so as fascinating as I am, we'll back away from that topic. (laughs) But let's say fitness is a sport, right? Mm -hmm. Fitness is a sport and one of your events is bench press, right? Or pull-ups or whatever. And okay, that's fine. But – I think in general, most people, most people, when they think about bench pressing, there's two reasons that they want to bench press. One is get stronger. Two is get pecs. Yeah. If you're just yeah. being honest. Why, yeah. why do most dudes bench press so they can have pecs? Yeah. Um, but usually it's for doing something else. So, for example, if you play basketball, Right. And then you go into the weight room and your coach says you need to squat. Yeah. The point of squatting is not to be able to get a two times body weight squat. The point of squatting is to be able to play basketball better, to be able to jump higher, right, to, to have more endurance. So if your squatting doesn't make you better at basketball, then it's not a, a valid activity for you, Right. Now, if you've been playing basketball for a long, 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 long time, and you start squatting, your basketball performance is going to improve. Now, let's say Ryan or I picks up a basketball. Ryan and I both. Well, Ryan, actually, lately you're not doing squatting, but I I do squat twice a week.
1: I actually am. I do barbell squats once a week. I do barbell okay. squats once a week. Yeah. So go Ryan ahead. and I Keep going. both squat
0: yeah. multiple times a week. Yeah. Now. Since we squat, obviously, our legs are just fucking huge. Enormous. Put a basketball in our hands, and what do you think is going to happen? Slam dunk. It's embarrassing. It (laughs) would just be so embarrassing. The thing is, squats don't make you good at basketball. Squats add fuel to the fire if you are already good at basketball. Squats, for someone like Ryan or I... Yeah. do not make us good at basketball because we are already not good at basketball. Yeah, hell no. That, it's just, yeah. Don't even so want this to think is about the capability-ability distinction here. Squats build capabilities for us that we can then go and learn to play basketball with other capabilities and practice that thing and probably get good at it, goodish at it, right? But squats, that capability on its own does not make us able, does not give us the ability to have a killer jump shot. Yeah. Right, and that's why it's so important to understand whatever you're trying to work on. Okay, so let's move on to some more examples of activities and the capabilities that you would need to develop, and then how the abilities different differentiate from some of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, to to uh, reiterate, capability is developing the things you need to even approach the skill, and ability is what's on top of that being able to apply it being able to use it being able to do it repeatedly on purpose so we have lots of people on instagram they got their picture of their one arm handstand <laughs> i think being able to you know like i can i can do a cartwheel and have someone take a picture on burst mode and pick one that looks like i'm doing a one arm <laughs> handstand too oh man uh But that's not repeatable. It's not on purpose. It's not actually owning that skill. So you may even have the full capability, but you definitely don't actually have the ability to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. It's just so different. And um,
1: sorry, just cracking me up with the uh, one-arm handstand. It's working on that handstand and this is the other thing too that's really interesting is that just because you can do a really really
0: solid like one minute handstand with both hands on the ground i'll stop you right there because we all know that that means you can do a one-arm handstand for 30 seconds (laughs) absolutely yeah it's It's just math dude yeah it's math shouldn't that
1: work you know it should be evenly you know uh yeah and that's just exactly what you're just saying right there too it's it's you could just go into a completely different world and and so um you know while it's suggested by a lot of people out there that it would be good for you to have a one minute uh regular handstand it 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 doesn't equate to you being able to do a one arm handstand and so it it's it's this for everything out there um surfing coming back to the surfing if we can change that. To a different yeah. example again, you know, swimming. Again, you could be a, a world-class swimmer, okay? Yes, you're going to have that strength. You're going to have mobility. You're going to have the endurance in that particular Thing that you're doing, in that case, swimming. But as soon as you put a board underneath you, you're going to have to find a new set of skills to be able to work on that balance, being able to simply just balance on that board. When you hit those waves and those waves are crashing over you, do you know how to duck dive? Do you know how to go over the waves? Do you know how to paddle out in a different way? Your stroke Is different when you're paddling out compared to when you're swimming in water. Once you get out to the waves, can you sit up on the board? This is also something that's completely different. You know, you see surfers sitting on their board waiting for waves. That's not so easy. I mean, after a while you get used to it, but that's a whole different thing, you know? Can you time things just right to be able to catch that wave? Once you catch that wave, can you pop up and continue to balance? Can you turn? So a lot of different things going on in there. And that to me is, is why And GMB, bringing it back to GMB is why we do the things we're doing. It's not to be able to do more pull-ups. It's not to be able to whatever. It's, it's to focus on this stuff outside of GMB that's going to help you to get to be able to do the things that you want. So looking back at that capability, yes, you might have that strength. You might have flexibility. You might have that control. But can you – Do you have the ability uh, to focus on the skills that you need? And to bring it back to what you were talking about earlier, basketball and squatting, is what you're doing in your workouts helping your
0: activity. That's all it comes down to. That is really it. Yeah. Yeah, And this is the thing where athletes spend thousands of hours doing drills. Thousands. Yeah. So you may say, okay, well, I am not going to be spending thousands of hours doing agility drills like a soccer player. So maybe I should just stick to squatting, and yeah, oh, good enough. But here's the thing: you are spending not just thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours over your life uh, practicing walking, yep, sitting up and standing, squatting down, bending yep. over, all of these movements that you do in your life. All of these things, you're practicing them whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. You're spending a lot of time moving in the activities that you normally do. So adding capability to those abilities you have will make you more efficient in those. Yes. If you are able to learn how to integrate those capabilities into the thing. Because you know, take a martial artist who's you know trying to learn how to do the split so they can kick higher. Uh, whether high kicks are necessary or not. Let's just say let so they can kick faster. Let's just say that. Yeah, good. No controversy good. about that, right? That's right? Good, martial that's artists good. getting their getting their stretch on so they can kick faster. Yeah. All right? So, the thing is is they're still practicing those kicks like a 1000 kicks a day, right? Mm-hmm. They're integrating that flexibility constantly into what they do. And this is what a lot of people do subconsciously Uh, unconsciously, actually, without realizing that they're doing this, is when you do work out, you are integrating this into the way that you move, you know, unconsciously, whether you know it or not, just by living. However, Mm -hmm. if you can have skills and movements and things that consciously help you start to bridge that gap between capability and ability, and this is a lot of what GMB is about, is these sort of Simplified skills like crawling or rolling or handstands or some of these basic tumbling is they, they add extra capabilities around what you're doing and add different skills uh, and abilities around, uh, around the attributes you develop that help you learn to apply them in different things. And this is why GMB doesn't stop with assess and address Right. We assess and address and then we try to apply that to different movements so you can get better at applying what you do and being able to actually use it.
1: Mm.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yes.
1: And again, not just stopping to just beat a dead horse, not just stopping with that capability side of thing, you know, not just more pull ups for the sake of pull ups. And even looking at how we're doing our particular skill work. Yes, you might be able to do 10 pull-ups. Great. So does that mean you should aim for 20 pull-ups? Not necessarily. You know, good can be good enough. If 10 pull-ups is going to help you for whatever activity that you're working on, great. Go do your activity. (laughs) Enjoy it. And yeah. That's when we're talking about good is good enough. That that's kind of what we're talking about. If you want to continue working on, uh, you know, a particular pulling activity, then I suggest sophisticating the skill. If you can do those ten pull-ups, then start working on a variation of those pull-ups. You know, start doing. I, I don't even know muscle up or something like that. It's going to start um, working on a different uh, side of those capabilities that will lead to other and new abilities down the line. Right,
0: and pick something that's going to get you. You know. Closer to the things you're trying to be able to do, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, so in GAB, like a lot of the, these things are are really baked into what we do. Like, like we talked about: assess, address, and apply. Right? When you're assessing, you're trying to identify the capabilities that are weak, or if it's, or if you have all the capabilities and it's a straight up ability issue where you just need practice, right? Yeah. And then assess and address, address is then to figure out how you can work on that thing, right? But then when we apply, we're trying to develop the actual abilities. We're trying to integrate those capabilities, how to use them, how to add them to our skill and our know-how and our knowledge, and be able to you know, be able to take it from being able to do it once to being able to do it repeatedly. Being able to take it from doing it uh, accidentally to on purpose. Being able to do it where it takes everything we've got and we might die if we screw up to being able to do it (laughs) safely, right? Yeah. And then after we apply, we're continuing to assess and address as we go along. And that's what the whole cycle of assess, address, apply is, is being able to identify and constantly improve and tweak based on where you're at. Yeah. It might sound, I mean
1: monotonous but the thing is is that is actually a good thing and so when you're doing something you assess that day you're looking at micro you're looking at the macro cycles of everything as well and so putting this uh, i'm just going to continue forward and looking at this in our uh, framework of how we program things it's you're always looking at practicing a particular skill you're trying to look at that technical proficiency are you getting better if you are not getting better at that particular skill, let's assess and figure out what's going on. Do you need to go back and look at the capability side of things? Do you need to work on your strength? Do you need to work on your flexibility? Do you need to work on control? Let's pick one of those. Focus on that so that we can get better down the line. <laughs> Once you're working on you know, that practice portion, you can then move on to if you want to play. If you do need to get stronger, then you look at the push side of things. This is where we're focusing on – really building that strength component of that conditioning what do you need for that so that the next time you come back to your session and you're practicing that skill you're practicing on that you're practicing that skill on a higher level whether it be physically or even mentally um, that is a big thing too if you're working on the handstand. If you have a fear factor of going upside down, okay, great. We now know that you have that fear factor. We have assessed that. So what we can do then is we can take a different skill and focus on a skill that's going to help build you up so that you're not going to be scared. So if you're scared of going upside down, let's move back and just focus on the kick-up. Let's get your bail out of the handstand at a very high level, Have you the get you the ability to be able to work on that handstand safely. So then later you can start playing with that handstand looking at some of the options that you have. You're going to become more efficient because when you're playing with something you're going to explore different sides of that movement. So a lot of different things happening within there but again it comes back to the simple thing of assessing and figuring out do you have the the capabilities to be able to start working on a skill once you do then you look at the ability to do that, and then go back and look at the capabilities again: strength, flexibility, control, or whatever it is you need to work on and improve that skill. I just went off on just talking a lot there, so your turn.
0: <laughs> well, that's fine, but I, I think you know we're at the point to kind of wrap things up here. But you know, ability, capability—you uh, know, like I said, I don't really care what's in a dictionary and these things, but yeah. it's not just about the words; it's about knowing that you have the ingredients for something and being able to turn it into a delicious cookie. You know, those are two different things. So we all have, we all, no matter what we're training for, we all have situations where, you know, we're doing a thing and we're getting better or we're, we're increasing the weight or the duration or whatever, but we don't feel like we're able to apply it well, mm-hmm. right? We all have things where, Uh, we're we're continuing to work hard, but we're still not achieving whatever our goal is, whether that's activity-based or physique or otherwise. But this is a tool, this distinction is, to help you understand where you need to focus your efforts. Is this something where you have a capability that's lacking, or is this something where it's the ability itself that you need more work on? And then you can start to look at what you need to work on more. Right? Um, There's a lot of things where I always say, you know, focusing on your strengths is the best bet. But when you're continuing to put effort into something and not getting results, that's when it's time to look at your weaknesses. Mm. And whichever weak point is the number one thing, when you say, I can't do it, what's the number one thing that's turning that from a can to a can't? When you identify that, then you can address it and you're going to rapidly make progress at that point because you're throwing off this anchor, this dead weight that's holding you back. The weakest link in the chain is being fixed, right? And that, that's the thing is when you fix the weakest link in the chain, what happens to that chain? It gets a little stronger, but then there's another link that is now the weakest. So it is a continual thing, right? But when you find yourself saying, I can't do something... This is a tool that you can use a sort of mental tool to help you figure out how to go about fixing that, how to go about making progress again. And I think this is so valuable to anyone who has been training for like more than a handful of months. Mm. Mm. It's good. It's good man. So, you know, capabilities on their own, I'm just going to go on and say for me that they are subjectively meaningless. Sorry, CrossFitters. Sorry, anybody who's just trying to do more weight. If that floats your boat and then it's great and it's wonderful for you and it's great, you know, I'm glad you enjoy it. But to me, subjectively, adding more weight to the bar – so I actually – I work with a trainer and I don't know how much I squat. Good. I, I just – I don't even – I don't ask. I don't look at the weights. I don't care, right? I just do what they put on the bar. Right? I don't care if I'm squatting more weight. I can tell when I feel stronger, right? Mm. It's subjectively meaningless to me to know how much weight is on that bar, but it's subjectively meaningful when I can, uh, you know, go on a hike with my friends and I never have, I never feel like my legs are tired. Like that's really cool. So to me, you know, that's subjectively what's meaningful. You for you is the important part. Some people want to look better naked. That's not wrong, but I think it's, it's a little hollow, right? Um, I look how I look naked, and that's between me and the bathroom mirror. So I'm not going to subject anyone to that image, but it's just how it is. But we, we found that among our clients, the people that take that extra step of trying to integrate the capability into some, some ability they care about, um, they just get more out of their practice. And this is, again, it's completely subjective. But yeah. this is you know interacting with like many, many thousands of people those people who go beyond capability and work on their abilities are happier and more fulfilled by their training. So yeah. I highly encourage it, highly recommend it to everyone. Absolutely. So if you're doing GMB, don't get stuck on those numbers. Just
1: look at what's going on inside your lifestyle. Things improving. That's, that to me is the most important thing. It's not about how many pull-ups you can do. Are those pull-ups helping you to do the other stuff in your life that you want to do?
0: Yes. All right. So to wrap up, real quick bonus tip here uh, about capability and ability. Everyone thinks they know how to jump, right? You Mm -hmm. have the ability to jump, right? But unfortunately, look at almost any adult try to jump, and it's a sad, embarrassing story. We're all bad at jumping. When was the last time you practiced jumping? Unless you do a sport that includes jumps, I'd say it was when you were like five. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, to practice building up the ability to stick the landing on a jump. Start with just a regular, regular broad jump. You know, even just one meter, one and a half meters or something. It doesn't even have to be very long. Uh, And just try to stick that landing. Then work on sticking that landing with a 180 degree jump, right? Same thing with a single leg jump. The thing is, you're going to find where... One of these things is harder for you than the others. And some of this is about ability because single leg jumps are foreign for people and 180 degree jumps are foreign for people. But you're also going to find that you have different capabilities when you're pushing off in different directions and trying to land in different ways. Just check it out. Just try it and see if you can identify which of these things is easier, which of these things is more difficult, and why. And then try to think capability versus ability. What could you do to make the weakest one of these things just a little better. And that's it.
1: Groovy. Love it. All right. And also, feel free to post on, our, on the Facebook group. Let us know how that's going. And, yes. uh, yeah, feel free to also post those videos of your jumps if you would like. We'd love to see them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. Gary means business. Ha-ha. Laters.